In this episode, we talk about why we try to change other people versus ourselves. This is one of the many, many questions that we get from you, the superfans, that take the time to not only listen, but also to reach out and make contact. We talked about this during an Instagram Live and thought you might like to listen, so here you go. My name is Justin Sinceri. Mercedes Corona and I are licensed marriage and family therapists and your fellow trauma nerds. We are talking about, right now, you and I are talking about why do people feel the need to change others and not themselves? Oh. Um, I know it's a big topic, but I don't really know where to start with that. Like, why do we... It is a big Like, why do, yeah, why do we change... Why do we want to change other people versus ourselves? And the first thing that comes to my mind is it's hard. It's hard to, like, look inward, right? But the... Yes. The, um, the belief... Is that the right word for it? The belief that we can change someone else or the hope? It doesn't seem right either. It's easier to cling on to that. I think so. Actually, I'll, 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 take, I'll take a step further Because I don't think, see, talking out loud helps. I don't think that um, it's a conscious belief or hope. I think that it's, I think it's more, mostly an unconscious push or like shove to try and get someone to change or manipulate, you know, <laughs> sort of like under the radar in a passive aggressive way trying to get someone to change through guilt through all these different means but i don't think it's a i don't think it's a conscious choice or planned out thing typically if it is that kind of scared me but typically i don't think it's a very planned out thing what do you what do you think any thoughts going through your mind already i think i agree with that yeah because i think a person who plans that out would have to be pretty i don't i don't know a good word to put here um Malicious. It feels malicious. But yeah, I think um, going back to the original question, I think it's much easier to look at other people and see what's right and wrong rather than look at yourself. It's really hard to look in the mirror or, you know, how else are you going to look at yourself? But um, it's really hard to look at yourself and really, um, really see what's what. Partly because you've lived your life and you, you can't, you know, the whole thing about... Um, a fish doesn't know it's in water because it's in it's in water and it doesn't know any different. You've lived your own life and you don't know anything outside of that context. You know exactly every single thing that's happened to you. And so outside of that context, excuse me, context, you can't you can't take yourself out of it. And so I think it's really difficult to see yourself in a subjective way. And it's mm-hmm. a Obje- little in easier a, in a subjective way or an objective in way. A, in an objective way. Yeah. Objective. Um, Even and though, it's like, easier like to you see other said, people. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's it's easier to see other people. And even that, uh, that's actually a lot more subjective, I think, than people would want to think. I think people think they are more objective than they are, but they're not. I, probably not. Because ultimately, we don't know the motivations of someone else, so... Mm-hmm. Or really what's going through their heads and whatnot. So uh, we cannot be completely objective when it comes to other people. But e- well, like and then you- we also have our own filter. I'm sorry not to cut you off, but I'm thinking I'm already like going off on all these different branches. This is an interesting conversation already. Go, go. No, I want to hear what you have to say, though. Oh, um, I already know. You, the, you, the filter thing caught my attention. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, that's our subjective outlook right is our own filter so not only can we not see ourselves accurately because you know the fish in water thing the fish doesn't know it's in water but also it's difficult for us to see 
other people objectively because we have our own filter, which makes us subjective and very, I want to say opinionated. I don't know if that's the right word. I got you. But biased in different ways. Well, not just the filter of culture and the life we've lived, but just the filter of our autonomic state as well. If we are coming from a more flight energy, the world becomes a lot more fearful. So I I would think that would really change how we interact with other people and what we want to change about them. If anything, before you mentioned all these things, like we know our life, we know we've been through, we know, we know, we know. Like, shouldn't that make it easier to objectively look at yourself? Like, I agree with you. But then I would think, well, well, shouldn't we be able to, like, look objectively at ourselves if we know all these things? But obviously, we don't do that. I don't know. I, I think no, for the same reason that it makes it difficult for us to see others objectively, because not only are we looking at ourselves through our own filter, but this is my life, you know, and and I know that I've done everything to the best of my ability at this point to live my life. So how dare you question me or how dare you imply blah, 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 you know, whatever, like whatever thing. I think it would be really difficult for people to really like remove all of the, remove all of the context from themselves and say, objectively, I'm going to look at myself as a person you know, and yeah. without any bias or anything, I, I think that's too hard. Again, I, I don't mean to be repetitive, but I think it's the fish in the water thing. It, it, the fish doesn't know it's in water. You can't tell a fish to describe the water or to describe what it's like to live outside the water because it doesn't know. What's the water you're talking about, though? Is it your life? But right. But what about life? Like that there's problems that need to be changed? Because in no. order to work on yourself, don't you first have to realize like there's some, there's some work that needs to be done here? Don't you first have to see there's there's an issue? Yeah, but I guess I'm thinking of the water as more your specific baggage, I guess. Your experiences. Your life history. And so it's hard to remove all of that. For example, let's, let's use culture, right? For me, I was raised Hispanic. We spoke Spanish in my house, rice and beans every single meal until I was 15. I don't know, forever. Until I moved out of the house. And, um... You know, there's things about that that I won't know are, I don't know, odd or different or whatever thing, because that's just what my existence was, you know? And so I can't tell you what's cultural and what's not about me and who I am, because I just don't know what is and what isn't, objectively speaking. So for someone who's lived with a lot of trauma, they may have no idea that there is a different kind of lifestyle out there is what you're saying. Exactly. And so to look at themselves objectively and say, I'm not traumatized, you know, whatever thing, I'm not traumatized or my reactions are completely whatever, normal, abnormal, I don't know. For them to say that would be really, um, I don't know, it'd be really difficult. I don't, I don't know that yeah. it, no, yeah, I don't want to say impossible, but I don't know how possible it would be to be objective towards yourself. You Well, I think you can be, but the piece that's, tends to be missing is that and this takes some objective objectivity I guess is realizing that like there's things in my life that are not going very well no matter where it comes from no matter where it comes from there's things in my life that need to be changed to like realize that and then to realize on top of that and it's up to me to do so that that requires a lot of 
really kind of honesty with yourself, some objectivity there, don't you think? And that's not easy. That's not, that's not super easy. I think it takes a lot of, um, I want to say training, but I feel like there's a better word because I don't mean any formal like educational yeah, training, I got you. But, but kind of like what we've been doing with, you know, maybe let's think of our audience members and someone who's been listening to the podcast and really trying to apply these theories and techniques and interventions to themselves. Someone who's really worked on being reflective and looking inward. I think it takes that kind of training. And even then we can't remove our own filters from ourselves, but... But I think we can become more objective towards ourselves. What it sounds like you're saying, tell me if I got this wrong, but is that like it takes some level of curiosity about new information. And yes. then like the new information, I, th- I think like people that hear us, they're interested in new information and then they apply it to their own lives. And then that's where, I don't know if it's an insight thing, but we're just like, oh, things just crash into place. Maybe it's time for a change in area one, two and three. And on top of that, then the next level is, well, no one else is going to do it for me. And maybe on top of that is I can't make anyone else do that for me. And I can't change them yeah. so that I'm happier. Ultimately, it's just up to me. But you, have, you have, like those pieces have to be there in order to stop trying to change someone else and really own your level, of, our level of responsibility in change, right? But there's those, fun, those pieces underneath it of like new knowledge, self-awareness and really I think kind of like being okay with yourself as well which is so difficult to do so difficult it is like self-acceptance is not easy not no not at all goodness knows I've been trying for a little while now um getting closer getting closer well and I think I've I've only been focusing on the one piece of it but the other piece of it was so not just looking at ourselves but looking at other people and why it's what was your original question? Why it's so much easier to try and change other people? Yeah, why is it? Well, no, why is it so attractive? Why do we focus on that? I don't think it's easier, like, but it's it's like why do we well, go there? But I think I think if I'm it, in my head, if it comes down to the choice of I'm going to try and change myself or I'm going to try and change someone else, that feels easier. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, I'm not going to look at myself. Like, there's too much. Like, I kind of am aware, you know, of of the work that it would take to look at myself and change myself for the, for the better or whatever. I think that's, (laughs) and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm being a little light about it and a little, um, light, but I think it's easier to look at someone else and I'm hoping out of a place of love or helpfulness, trying to help them change. I don't, I don't think it's about, well, let's, let's read this comment because I think it has something to do with what you just said. There's a ton of comments. That... Oh, are there? Okay. Well, the yeah. first one that I saw was maybe we try and change others out of quote unquote love, even though getting unstuck and loving ourselves is the best thing we can do to help others. I, I look at this in the opposite way. I mean, I now I'm realizing there's a couple of ways you can go about this. For me, the idea of changing others is a selfish thing. I don't view it as out of love, but I could see, you know, a parent with an addicted child. Uh, they love the heck out of them, and yeah, they want them to change. So I get, I get on that level, I get it. But my, with this question, my mind went to we focus on others because uh, it's too difficult to do so for ourselves, or we feel like we'll get some sort of relief from other people changing. And to me, that has sort of a selfish sort of flavor to it. I don't mean to be ju- judgmental, that. but but that has no, more. No, I see of, that though. Okay. So that's that's kind of I don't yeah I'm not seeing this as a love thing. 
even though I guess it could be. I can see that. Not that it makes it okay or whatever, but I see where they're coming from. No, I, I see. I think it's okay. Like, I with my kids, if they're quote unquote misbehaving, yeah, I'm gonna step in and attempt to, especially if they're harming someone, harming themselves in some sure, level, doing something but illegal. I think parenthood I'm gonna step is, in, yeah. is separate. I feel like parenting is separate only because that's you know that's the job of a parent. But if we're if we're talking peer to peer, like adult to adult, or yeah, that's that yeah, right, right. Professional colleagues, or you know, I don't know, teammates, or whatever thing. And I, and I was thinking of uh, spouses when I read the question at first. So it's, I agree, it's a different thing. Um, here's another comment. I wonder about our ability to see ourselves. I wonder about our ability to see ourselves comes from a certain capacity for vulnerability, and I see vulnerability as being able to see under all of the conditioned layers slash wounds we have. Totally. Nice. It does require like a level of vulnerability to um, yeah to be honest with yourself and and, re- and like that's scary. The vulnerability it can be yeah yeah. Be- yeah. Well, vulnerability means like you're exposed even just to yourself, mm-hmm. and um, that doesn't feel very good. It's kind of yeah. scary. It's yeah. it's raw. It's uh, really uncomfortable, right? Yes. But I think that there's another piece there in order to be vulnerable. You have to have enough of an anchor in your social engagement system, your ventral vagal safe and social state at the top of your ladder, polyvagal ladder. I do think that once you have enough there, that vulnerability comes easier and the desire to change other people, I think, decreases as well. Yeah. More comments? Yeah, go ahead. Do you want to read another one? Um, the next one was, I think we get pretty attached to our beliefs and want to feel like we're quote unquote, right. I think that's true. And I think that goes back to the vulnerability too, is to be able to be curious enough and vulnerable enough to see that maybe we're not right. And then the repercussions of what that means too, that came into my mind right now. That's you know, I was like going, yeah. I've been living my life a certain way, and now I realize I haven't been, you know, right all along. And there's a whole lot of Good. just a whole lot of stuff there: shame, blame, judgment. Yeah, that's it. that's exactly where I went. Is that the beliefs? I think can act as like a cap. Um, and if you take the cap off, like what what comes out? And I really think those beliefs can exactly, exactly like what's underneath those beliefs that those beliefs might be, um, well, story follows state, but holding on to those beliefs could be an adaptation as well. Maybe I'm not sure. We'll talk more about that another time, maybe, but, but yeah, like holding on to those beliefs, those stories, if you're wrong, like what happens? So yeah, focusing on the other person. By the story follows state thing right there. Cause is the story, the belief or is the story, I like that visualization that you said, like the beliefs are the cap. And so you take the cap off and all the stuff that comes pouring out. I think it can be. Well, let's say someone is more in a flight place and their story is that the world is scary or that all of a certain gender are scary or something like that. Or not to be trusted, right? If they think like, maybe I might be wrong about this what's underneath that belief so i think the story would follow the state the story is that these that all men will say all men are scary like what's underneath that and if that belief is questioned and that that belief is proven wrong like what are you left with like what was what the story does follow the state and once you change that or question that cognition 
you're kind of left, I think, with with maybe some pain, maybe some discomfort, I would think. More the more the raw, like a more raw version of the state, because now you've kind of peeled back the layer of the story. And mm-hmm. underneath is the raw state. I think it could be. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think it could be. That sounds like we're talking about it. And I just feel like <laughs> like there's a lot of anxiety. Yeah, about totally. That. Totally. Yeah. For me. All right. Someone else says. Okay. Or hypothetically, of course, we to fix them so they don't get hurt like we did. So that comes from that that place of of uh, like it's an altruistic thing. Like we're trying to help someone. It, it, I, I can see that someone wants to help someone else. And we're talking super general, super general. Somebody wants to help someone else. But is that th- out of love to the person or is that because you can't focus on your own stuff and now you've made somebody else your project? Or both. Or both. Yeah, sure. Maybe the project is I care so much and, you know, dot, dot, dot. I'm going to fix you. Right. In that in that instance, though, I think that if, if someone's your project, like you, that's you're definitely avoiding your own stuff. I would I would think. Yeah. Or you're yeah. a therapist and you get paid for that's it. That's a distraction. Well. <laughs> well, it isn't the inside joke of all therapists that we get into it for ourselves. Yeah, to and fix ourselves. I don't think it's a joke. I think it's, it's people think well. that. Very, yeah, I've heard that very literally. Like that's yeah. what one of my supervisors was like. Why did you get into this? And I'm like, I thought I'd be good at it, and make a living off it. She goes, No, no, no. <laughs> Why'd you really get into it? I'm like, stop, stop. <laughs> just, 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 let's talk about like, you right stop. now. <laughs> like, no, seriously, I thought I could make, I'd be good at it. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Look at all those hearts. It's a lot of hearts, yeah. Someone says practice with a question mark. I'm not sure what, that, what that's referring to. I think that was back, um, I did happen to notice that one, and it was when I was talking about... Um, I think I had used the word training and I I was talking about how, oh, about learning to be reflective and and practice. Now, now all I can think is practice, um, but kind of learn to train oneself to be more reflective and curious about It's really oneself. hard. It is. It's, it's super hard. And I think people hear that, like those words, right? Like the big mm-hmm. meta um, practice and mindfulness and be curious. And so they hear the words, but it, it, if it comes from an evaluative place where you're trying to do these things, it's probably going to be more frustrating than anything. Yeah, but I was thinking of the word practice differently. And it, it makes sense how you're, how you're using it too. But I was thinking more like practice, you know, the saying practice makes perfect. So not practice in like, now I can't think of a different word, but just doing it over and over. I feel like practicing something will help you get better at it. And so if we're talking about being self-reflective and looking inward and working on yourself before working on others, then practicing that will definitely be helpful in one's journey. Right. But if you don't know what actual curiosity is towards yourself, you're going to sit down and you're going to evaluate and it's going to turn into frustration and being pissed off. And then they're going to hear people like us say, you know, be more mindful and be curious. And they'll be like, what the F are you talking about? I've been doing that. <laughs> Shut up, Mercedes and Justin. Right. And it'll be like, I've no. gotten that a couple times. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it, but it's that piece that it, it's difficult. It is genuinely difficult to, yeah. 
to like look inward and to be really honest with yourself. Good or well, mostly bad, I guess. Like maybe good or bad. Yeah, it can be hard to see even the positives within ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Another comment. Sometimes I think the goal slash intention of being objective is really more about actively listening, curiosity, open, and non-judgmental. Yeah, totally. I like that. Totally. Like that. And none of that has to do with evaluating yourself. And I think would you would you agree that attempting to change somebody else is extremely evaluative? It's not yes. a empathetic, curious, um, accepting, <sighs> supportive thing necessarily. It, it is. It feels. It, yeah. But the, I think the kind that we're talking about is more evaluative and judgmental. It's kind of the opposite. I I think it's the very subjective person, thing. for sure. And I think the person could think of it as being supportive of the other person they're trying to change. But, but I think, yeah, it would, I think it definitely comes from more of a, an evaluation place and a, you're not doing it right. Let me show you how kind of a thing. Do you think that that could be an adaptation in and of itself, making someone your project versus working on your own stuff, that that I is the so. behavioral adaptation? I think so, because just in my own journey of, of all this stuff, I've learned how so very good I've gotten at distracting myself from, I don't want to sound too hokey, but like the true path, you know, if, if the truth, if the true path is true self-discovery, I've learned how great I am at distracting myself. I'm just the best. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be working on so, or, you know, I want to be working on something. But man, I'm so good at like veering off. So yes, I think that could be a behavioral adaptation of, of well, let me just help out so-and-so first, and that'll help me on my journey or, you know, whatever the reasoning. That has a lot to do with this comment that I think adds to that beautifully. And this mm-hmm. is straight fire right here, okay? okay. Fire emojis right here I, I on my it. face. I we try it. to change others to make our environment safer for our patterns. <laughs> That's next level stuff. So it's not necessarily altruistic, just out of the goodwill of your own heart. But maybe it's in order for me to do my behavioral adaptations, you need to stop doing yours, really, <laughs> and let me do my thing, like focusing on all the stuff yeah. I shouldn't be focusing on or, yeah. or avoiding my own stuff. If you'd stop doing all this other stuff, I'd be really good at avoiding my own stuff. Right. If hopefully that rewards <laughs> it in a, and keeps the intent. I think it's a... Yeah, that, that's hot right there. I like that's it. Fire. No, I like yeah. it. Yeah. We try boom. to change others too. I'm going to give hearts for that one. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. I know. How do you give heart? I don't have the little heart We can't. Thing. We can't, now. Oh, that, that, yeah, that seems very self-serving. Heart to Mercedes and Justin. Heart, heart, heart. <laughs> wow. They, the audience loves them. All right. What I kind know. of situations would evoke the response of wanting to change another person? That's a huge range, of, I think, of situations infinite amount of answers to that what kind of situations would evoke the response of wanting to change another person i don't want to deal with myself right now i can help you be a better person there's so much i mean it it depends on the nature of the relationships and stuff i think it's let's just look at you know do, do people ever have an issue with their spouse you know is is there ever an issue with the spouse that if you would just change this my life would be better Luckily, my wife never has to deal with that. Of course. 
Now, if I were to ask her, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Speaking of which, I never got her number from you. I really no. need that so that I can. <laughs> Justin's saying this right now. No, no. Uh, I totally would too. You know, I would. <laughs> No, for yeah, sure, that, though. That's yeah. an easy one, though, right? Like, yeah, we all have those things. Like, if you would just stop this, or if my friend would just stop whatever, fill in the, like, fill in the blank, it's just, it's a huge range, I think, of things. Mm-hmm. But it's Hello. not about the best friend. It's not about the spouse. It's, it's always about ourselves. And I, th- I think that once we go up and we can do the vulnerability thing and self-acceptance thing, that other people's things their problems that the things that used to be problems either are not problems anymore or they are and the way to deal with it is not to attempt to change the other person but it might be just to do it moving and uh start over somewhere else or it's i don't know maybe it's an ultimatum made him i like there could be so many but new options basically come up of like how can i handle the situation you know that makes me think of like breaking it down to like its most basic place i think why, why would I, me as a person, why would I want to change another person? Something about them triggers me in some way, a small way, a big way, whatever. And so, if you, like you said, if you stop doing that, then I can be better. But the reason that I want you to stop doing X thing is because something is triggered within me. Otherwise, there would be no point in changing the other person, right? Right. Because if the other person is totally cool, like, hey, you're doing your thing. I'm gesturing and you guys can't see it. Um, <laughs> the other person is fine, you know, living their life and doing their thing. And I see that person living their life and like, yeah, you do you. Great. But if I see them living their life and some, you know, something goes ding, then that's why I'm going to want to change them. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that that ding, I think that's probably going to set, get set off easier if you're more in your flight, fight, shutdown kind of place. But if well, you're. I think it can be a, you know, any any size ding. It can be like a five alarm, like fire department bell. Totally, or it can yeah. be like a, you know, like it can be a lot of different sizes. Well, and let's, let's, I do want to clarify, like some behaviors, some spouse behaviors, parent behaviors deserve that five alarm ding, right? Yeah. So like, let's, we're not talking about if, yes. if you're not safe, if you're in an abusive relationship, that's. Yes. Just get to safety. Don't try and change the other person. Just be safe, please. Yeah. So some stuff deserves the huge alarms, but we're talking more about like, and I don't want to like quantify it, but I basically I'm avoiding my own stuff by focusing on your stuff. The way I'm conceptualizing it is more like I'm technically safe. There's technically no real danger cues in the environment, but my body is detecting it as a danger cue. This person says... I think it comes from the fact that it's easy to sort of pop in and out of another person's life than it is to honestly and consistently do the work of looking at yourself. It's true. Someone says, is the question a supposition that we actually do that? Because we've already established that we can only change ourselves. Oh, that we actually change someone else? Um, No, I, I think the question is about why do we attempt to do so? But I don't think it has anything to say with whether or not we actually do so. Like, we, if we actually change someone else. Yeah, because ultimately, we really have no control over anyone else. We can 
say what we need to say. Goodness gracious. It, I was just going to say, we can say what we need to say, what we feel like saying till we turn blue in the face. And it doesn't mean that a person's going to change. And I was rolling my eyes and stuff because it makes me think of the clients I work with. And I tell every single one of them, if I could wave my magic wand and help you feel better right now, I would do it. But sometimes I turn blue in the face telling them what I think will help them and they don't take it. So yeah, I think ultimately we can only change ourselves. But yes, we attempt to change other people. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. There's a lot, a lot, a lot more where this came from on my new podcast. It's called Polybagel Patrons. This podcast is only available to $5 subscribers on Patreon. It shows up in your favorite podcast app right alongside this one, the Polyvagal Podcast, and whatever else you are subscribed to. Patreon also gives some opportunities for community engagement with other patrons and potentially some Patreon-exclusive live streams or Q&As. Click the link in the description to become a patron. Bye.